welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to episode... Oh, I'm totally pulling this out of my ass. 14? <laughs> I think it's episode 14 of the Karen Kenny Show. Uh, I'm wicked excited. I had a great day so far. I just uh, came from my beautiful friend, Jessica Todd, of Jessica Todd's salon, infamy and fame. <laughs> uh, the lovely JT did a little wishy-wishy with my hair, and I'm feeling funky fresh, <laughs> feeling pretty good. Uh, and I always love when I get my hair done on a podcast day because um, a lot of you or most of you just listen to this show, but a handful of you actually watch this sucker on the YouTube. <laughs> so it's always nice when somebody else does my hair because I need a little help with the girly stuff, you guys. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I did it. Like back in high school, like, uh, like I was a wicked tomboy, like most of my life, if not almost, I'm still a tomboy. I don't know who I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, I'm still a tomboy. But when I had periods of time when I was younger, when I would like curl my hair and like do things and I kind of thought I knew what I was doing until now I look back at the makeup, <laughs> the application process, what I used to do. And I think, holy Jesus, <laughs> didn't I have a mirror back then? Oh God. But nowadays need a little help. So I love when uh, you guys, if you want to get your hair done in a killer place, with some beautiful people, really skilled and talented stylists, hit up my girl, Jessica Todd, at Jessica Todd Salon in Portsmouth, because uh, she does it right. Okay. So here's the thing, you guys. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that I really love. Um, any of you who know me, know me, uh, or who know me and know me really well, know that I have a preference for things kind of being like neat and tidy. Um, I kind of like things being aligned. I kind of like things to be simple and simplified. A lot of times if people are telling me a long convoluted story, and I'm a storyteller, I love a good story, and I love a lot of good, specific, concrete details. But sometimes if people are just like being all convoluted, I'm like, and we're back. What's the point? Get to the point. Keep it simple. Like, you know, communicate with me in a way that I can actually hear. So I like things to be streamlined. I like things to be efficient. I like things to be as simple as possible, right? What do they say that? K-I-S-S, -S, right? They used to say, keep it simple, stupid. I don't think you need to say stupid. You could say, keep it simple, sweetie. <laughs> That's a little nicer, right? So I like things to be kind of simple. And the reason why I think the ability to simplify in your life is wicked important for me, I'm just going to speak for me. I like things to be simplified so that I can place purposefully my time and energy on the people, the projects, the programs, the places that are most important to me in this lifetime. I am wicked clear that in this lifetime, I only have so much time and I cannot like make more time right? The clock is a ticking on this meat puppet. Born, do a bunch of shit, 
die. And with the time I have left, I want to put my time, my energy, my focus, my spirit into the shit that's most important to me. So one of the most important things about simplifying is getting wicked clear about what's really important to you. Getting wicked clear about where you place your value. What do you want to do? And I don't want to say who do you want to do because that sounds a little dirty, you guys. But who do you want to hang out with? Who do you want to co-create with, right? Where do you want to spend your time? How do you want to spend your time, your money, all these things, right? So being able to simplify is wicked important. So I want, again, like I said, my time and my energy to go to the things that actually really matter. Not shit that I say matters, not shit that I delusion myself to think I care about, the stuff that actually matters. So I do this really cool um, exercise with my clients, my spiritual mentoring clients, and it was something that my business coach, Bill Barron, um, shared with me last year. So it was October, okay, October of 2018. Um, I was in Florida with my sweetie. We were taking our first vacation in like four years, okay? In the, in the 13 years we've been together, we have probably been on vacation like three times. So that right there tells you a little bit about us, right? And so like, so here's the story. So we're in Florida and I'm in a business coaching program. We have calls like every week. And so I had just turned 50. I turned 50 on October 4th. And this is probably like now like October 8th or 9th. And I have this call. And Bill has us do this really cool exercise, okay? So one of the things that I often say, I'm gonna circle back to that. One of the things I often say to my clients is this. If you wanna know what you really value in your life, if you wanna know where you actually place your value, I tell them, look at your schedule, AKA, look at your calendar, and I tell them, and then look at your bank account. Look at your hashtag, you know, credit card statements. If you wanna know where you really place your value, Look at how you spend your time, where you spend your time, and how and where you spend your money. That is gonna give you a pretty clear picture. Cha-chick, little snapshot, cha-chick, of what you actually value. For example, people will say to me, oh, I really value being you know, healthy, I really value this, I really value that, right? I really want this, I really want that. And let's just, for example, we'll use, um, I want to get more fit. I want to be more healthy. I want to be whatever, okay? And then I'm like, well, uh, when you go to the grocery store, what do you spend your money on? Are you spending it on like, you know, green leafy vegetables? Are you spend it on fruits? Are you spend it on like, uh, you know, good, you know, whatever, blah, 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 you know? Uh, are, you, are you investing in a good gym? Are you doing... Because if like, if you tell me you want a thing and something's important to you, like AKA getting more fit, being more healthy, but you're eating like shit, you're not working out or moving your body or going to the gym or going to yoga and doing the things that make your body healthy. If you're not drinking enough water, if you're not like getting good rest, I'm like, you're kind of full of shit, <laughs> right? You, it's one thing to say you want a thing. It's one thing to say that you place value in a particular place, person, program, whatever. It's another thing to put your money where your mouth is. It's another thing to get some skin in the game. And this is what I'm talking about. When you get simplified, Right? When you get wicked clear, it also requires a certain level of honesty. It requires you to cut the shit and to take a real look at what you're saying versus what you're doing, right? What you're theorizing about and what you're practically applying. Because if there's a misalignment there, then you're kind of full of shit. 
And I say often, right? It's hard to be full of God when you're already super full of shit. <laughs> so we got to do some cleaning up. We got to do some simplifying. All right, I'm going to circle back. So Bill Barron, I just turned 50. I'm in Florida, first vacation in like four years. And he has us do this exercise. And I call it like um, net positive, net negative. He might've called it something else, but this is what he had us do. And you guys, this is something that I have all of my clients do because I think it's wicked important because it really gives us a clear little look into what's actually going on versus what we quote unquote think is going on, right? The, the ways that we kind of lie to ourselves. So I say, okay, so on a piece of paper, and you could do it for a week, you could do it for a month, you could do it for a few days if you just want to kind of get a look at what you're doing. So basically what I have them do, and I'm going to do this really fast, is I just say, and you can do this at home if you want to, whatever, get a piece of paper, right? Like make three columns. One at the top says net positive, like a little plus sign. One says net negative, and then one says net neutral. It doesn't have a charge either way, positive or negative. And then you look at how you've been spending your time. Okay. And so what I did is I was on vacation. Okay. This is going to be a little story, a little lesson in here. Okay. That I actually learned it was for me. I'm sharing it with you. Take it or leave it. So we were on vacation and I start writing down everything I'd been doing. And it basically looked like this. Wake up, have a yummy vegan snack, go out on the beach, lay in the sun, read a book, talk to the birds, <laughs> go for a swim go have lunch, take a nap if I was tired, right? Go for a long walk on the beach, like have another snack, right? So I'm looking at this list and I'm like, oh my God, everything I'm doing on vacation is a net positive. It's all shit I love to do. Be in the sea, be in the sand, be in the sun, be with my sweetie, right? All these S's. I was like reading good books, right? Like not rushing, exercising, taking walks and swimming and just doing stuff that felt good. And I was like, holy shit, I totally had this epiphany, you guys. In the negative column, the only thing that I really put while I was on vacation was social media. Um, and, and how like when I went on social media, because I'm a chronic, how do I say this? I'm kind of a chronic, uh, not just a chronic helper, but I'm a chronic cheerleader. And my sweetie warns me about this all the time. So I have a really hard time if I go on social media and I have a lot of quote unquote Facebook friends or Instagram, whatever, blah, 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 right? So if I'm seeing all of my friends posts, I feel guilty. This is just me. I have often felt guilty about not going in and commenting and liking every single time and then sharing their stuff like, oh my God, this one has an event. Oh my God, that one's doing a class. Oh my God, this one has a workshop. Oh my God, I should do this. And I, I would like really stress myself out just because I wanted to do it all and share all the th their things because I love them so much and I want to be supportive, but there's only so many fucking hours in a day. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just one person and there's a lot of them or whatever. And so that was my only um, net negative. So I went down my list and I, I, I thought about all the things that I was doing and then I would place them in the appropriate column. Uh, net neutral, I think, was TV. We were watching some shows um, at night. I really love good storytelling. So I'm not one of those quote unquote spiritual people that brags about not having a TV. I do watch TV, but mostly like Netflix or um, show, Showtime or HBO. I'm really into good storytelling and good writing. And I love watching movies. So, um, so that one is usually uh, a net positive 
unless it's getting in the way of me getting something done and then it's a net negative, but usually it's just a net neutral. It's just something I like to do and it's kind of fun. Okay, so here's the thing that happened though. So I have this call with Bill. He has us write down all this stuff. I look at how I'm spending my time and how it makes me feel. It's a net positive. It made me feel joyous. It made me feel energized. It made me feel good. It made me feel happy, right? And I was just like, okay, I need more of this in my life. So my sweetie and I, after that call, went out and we took a walk on the beach. And while we were out there, I said, sweetie, because we're both self-employed, okay? So I'm a spiritual mentor, I'm a speaker, I'm a writer, I do these things, and he's a professional musician. We're both self-employed. So when we're not quote-unquote working, right, our lives the way they are designed right now, pretty much, like unless we're working, and it's a little different for me now because I have ongoing clients, so that has shifted a little bit. But overall, hear what I'm saying, if we're not working, we're not making money, right? There's no, like, when, we're, when we take a vacation and he's not gigging, when he doesn't have gigs, cash flow stops for him. So, you know, when you're self-employed and you're paying your own, you know, uh, health insurance and you're doing all that stuff, like, you know, you're adulting, <laughs> I'm not complaining, I'm just saying, then so we tend to not take a lot of vacations also because we have seven animals, we have seven furry kids. So I just said to him as we were out on this walk and I had just done this exercise and I was thinking about where I was placing my value in my life. I just said to him, sweetie, I just had this aha moment. Like I'm 50 years old. At best, my fucking life is half over. And I want to have more of these memories. I want to have more of this time. I want to be on more beaches in the sun and the sand with you, right? So as soon as we got back from our walk on the beach, I literally trudged right across the parking lot. Um, we, stay at, we stay at this um, really great little condo. Like, um, it's like a throwback almost to like, you know, it's like old school. And it's so cute. We stay in this little, little condo beachfront in Siesta Key. I mean, literally, it's like your door, three feet, the white sands, and then the ocean. It's killer. And we love it. And we've been there a couple of times. So I said to him, I'm going over to the office right now. And I'm putting down the deposit for next year. I'm like, I'm going right now to do it because I really got clear and I really simplified and I understood that this is what's important to me. So. Um, the other thing that happened too, and I'm telling you guys this because I want you to think about this. I want you to think about what you're saying really matters to you and then what you're actually doing about it. Are you living in alignment with the things that you say are important to you? How are you spending your time? How are you spending your money? Okay, this is really important. What do you value and how do you want to spend the time that you have left while you're here in a meat puppet, in the illusion, doing the dance, right? Playing the game. Like, what do you want to do with that time? So the other thing that I realized too is when I was thinking about um, this, you know, I did this exercise with Bill and then, you know, I was like really like taking stock. At 50 years old, you get to kind of sit back and say, okay. I now have less time, usually, unless you live into your hundreds, okay? I now have less time left than I had and have already lived. And I'm like, so what do I really want to do? My number one priority, you guys, before I die is I want to get this book done. I have been working on this memoir for like a wicked long time. And it is the most important thing to me in terms of my projects, okay? I have a lots, lots of projects that I do, but this is the one, this is the heartbeat, right? This is the legacy piece, right? This is the book for my mom. This is the book for me. Um, it's not a book, it's like the book, right? And so I just realized like, okay, I have to start, it's not even I have to start getting serious because I've been serious about this for a long time. 
But if I'm going to say that this is the project and this is the thing that I really want to do, I have to start creating my life and getting systems in place so that I can put my attention on this very thing. So a couple of weeks later, um, you know, we're back from vacation and I get together with, um, I don't know, probably like 12, it was like 12 of my friends, I guess. And you know, a couple of their sweeties or whatever. And we went to 50th birthday dinner. Okay. I just wanted something low key. And while they were all sitting around the table, um, you know, it was so sweet. I was having a great time. And I just said to them, you guys listen up because I have to talk to you right now. And so I got all their attention and I basically said, I wasn't, it was like, you know, maybe they thought I was doing a toast, but what I actually said to them is this, I need you guys to really hear me. I really love you all. And I moving forward cannot participate in the same way that maybe I have been. And I just broke down for them how those of you who are coaches and stuff, you might know what Voxa is, V-O-X-E-R. Voxa is like this voice, voice app. It's like having a fucking walkie-talkie, which is dangerous when you have a lot of friends, right? Because you can end up going back and forth and leaving each other really long messages and like all this stuff. And so I basically just said to them, I have to get off of Voxa. I have to save that pretty much for my clients. So I didn't totally leave Voxa, but I was basically telling them, I've got to like slow down with this, right? If you want to talk to me, we need to do it old school. We need to set a time get on the phone or set up a Zoom and like really meet like that. Or obviously we can reserve time to do it face to face, but I can't be doing like all of this boxing anymore. Number two, I'm like, I've got to stop focusing on my book. So that means I've got to dial it back with social media. And if you follow me at all, if we're friends on social media, I don't post a bunch of bullshit. I only post something that I feel compelled to share because I think it's helpful or positive. I always say my goal is to educate, elevate, or entertain, right? I want it to have value in people's lives. I don't play the fucking social media game. I don't post because anybody tells me I should, that I should be churning out content, that everybody actually gives a shit about my life. I'm not that delusional. And I don't think it's that necessary to be shoving my life up everybody else's ass all the time or my products or my programs. I do like to share. I do like to connect. But the way that we use social media, I, tend, I try to use it a little bit differently than the status quo, right? So I also told them, I'm not going to be on social media as much. I need to really focus where I need to focus. So if you have events and stuff, because I know myself, remember I was just telling you guys, I would feel guilty. Like I would get I would feel bad if I wasn't posting their events or sharing or commenting. And I said, I need you guys to know this. I love you very much, but I'm probably not going to see all your stuff the way that I would in the past. So if you have something that's really important to you that you want me to share with my people, you have to let me know. So I was basically laying it out on my 50th birthday that I looked forward. I am mapping out what is valuable to me, my time my energy, my spiritual focus, what I came here to do. The divine instructions, what I call in A Course in Miracles or A Course in Miracles calls your individual curriculum. I had been given my individual curriculum and I'm like, I can't keep screwing around. I've got to put my head down and get serious and get to work. And I remember that Marion Williamson, my, my spiritual godmother and my dear friend, my mentor, once said to me way back in my 20s, and I've told this story before, it's very brief, but she once said to me one day, I must have been complaining or talking about something. We were up in her bedroom, I'll never forget. And she just turned and looked at me and very, mm, like very like to the point said to me, um, you know what, until you start to take your life seriously, 
your life will not take you seriously. And I was like, and then I got kind of pissed and I was like, I take life seriously, but I wasn't hearing what she was saying. Until you start to take your life seriously, life, your life will not take you seriously. And so here I was on my 50th birthday, taking my life in the remaining time that I had left very seriously. And I was laying it out for my friends because I had figured out what did I value. And the number one thing that I valued, obviously besides the people I love and stuff like that, was I wanted to get this book done. And so I made it really clear. And there's a quote that I have, you guys, that I keep like taped right on my, um, my um, what do you call that thing? My computer, <laughs> my desktop computer. At the bottom, I have a few sticky notes. And I have this quote by Hans Hoffman that I love that says, the ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. I'm going to say that one more time. The ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. And for me, what was necessary, what I want to speak through me is this book. And that means I have to eliminate all the fucking chatter, all the distractions, all the bullshit, all the crap, all the ways that I distract, all the ways that I get like pulled away from what I'm really trying to do. And I just heard a wonderful example of this. I was laughing so hard and it was so poignant. It was so powerful. And I was like, I have to share this little story. So I have a, a lovely friend, uh, Terry Trespicio, who's a really powerful person. I love Terry. She's a hot shit. Um, amongst many things, she's like kind of like a media expert. She helps people with their TED Talks. Uh, she goes into like um, companies and she helps them to get on point with their message and their brand and who they really are. Uh, she's an incredible writer. She's an incredible speaker. She's also a stand-up comic. She's from New York. She's a hot shit. I love Terry to death. And um, Terry just emceed this really big event and a bunch of cool speakers were there. And one of the speakers there was Elizabeth Gilbert, like Liz Gilbert, you know, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She wrote Big Magic, like a bunch of different books. Okay. And so Elizabeth Gilbert was telling this story about how when she was younger, and I'm paraphrasing because this was something that Terry shared. Uh, she sent out um, an email and like, a newsletter talking about this story. And I thought it was so genius. So I'm sharing it. And I just want to be clear that um, I heard this from Terry. Okay. I like to give credit where credit is due. So Terry was talking about how Liz Gilbert came on stage and she was just mesmerizing, like she mesmerized people. And she was talking about how when she was younger, when she was in her, I wanna say her 20s, um, she kept talking about how like she wanted to write, she wants to write, she wants to create, she wants to do all this stuff. And there was an artist who either lived in her building or lived close by and this woman solely worked and lived off her art. Okay. And Liz just thought that was the coolest thing. So I guess there was like, I don't know if there was a little block party or an opportunity where Liz could actually finally go speak to this woman that she kind of idolized. And she went up to the woman and she um, basically was telling her about, you know, woe is me. Like, I think it's so amazing that like you get to like produce and live and like, you know, just do your art. And also I'm like adjusting around. Sorry. So she went up to the woman. She was saying like, oh my God, I think it's so incredible. And just talking about how, um, you know, um, things were so tough. And so the woman was basically asking her, 
you know, um, these different questions. And so then the woman said to her, she asked her, uh, uh, so how can I paraphrase this? Okay. So the woman says to her, well, basically, what do you do all day? And Liz was like, well, I worked three jobs and then I did this and then I did this, watch TV, like blah, 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 blah. And the woman said to her, oh, how lovely that you have so much time to do all that. And Liz was just like, what? And then the woman said to her this question, the artist asked her a simple question that she never, ever forgot. This is what Terry said that she said, right? And this is what the artist said to Liz Gilbert. And she said, Liz, what are you willing to give up to have the life you keep pretending to want? <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to let that settle. Because when I read that, I was like, oh, that's so good. That's so good, artist lady, whoever you are. I'm high-fiving you in the ethers. <laughs> Liz, what are you willing to give up? To have the life you keep pretending to want. Think about that, you guys. We keep pretending that we want a thing. We keep talking shit. We're like lying to ourselves. We're lying to the people around us. This is what I want. But what are we getting rid of? What is the unnecessary that we can release you guys so that the necessary can speak in our lives? Where are you placing your time, your attention, your focus, your value? Because if it's not in alignment with the things that you say that you want, just either let it go, cut the shit, but stop playing around. Either get serious, as we would say, look, should I get off the pot? Get serious or fuck off. You know what I'm saying? Like with yourself, I'm not telling you to F off. I'm just saying, like, we've got to have a come to Jesus moment where we get really honest with ourselves. And then this is what's so funny. Liz went on to say, Elizabeth Gilbert apparently went on to say that she often asks people on Facebook, right? She'll be on Facebook and she'll say, what's getting in the way of your creativity? What's getting in the way of you writing or painting or dancing or whatever, creating the project, doing the thing, the nonprofit? What's the thing that gets in the way? People always answer, I don't have enough time. And she kindly does not point out, but that they're answering that on Facebook. Terry said, <laughs> right? You, she's asking the question on Facebook and they're not picking up on the fact that they're on fucking social media instead of doing the thing that they claim, pretend to actually want to do. So you guys, this is legit. This is serious. Especially if you're getting a little up there in the years. No time is guaranteed to us. We never know when the last exhale is coming. And I often say this to people, and I really do believe this. So a lot of times as a coach, if you're a coach, you know what I'm talking about. If you're somebody who's thought about hiring a coach and you've had some sort of a, um, people call it all kinds of things, a free discovery session, or you have a breakthrough call, or you have a discovery call, or you have like whatever. And you get on a call with people and they will tell me, for an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, they'll go on about what their vision is and what they really want and where they are now and like where they're having obstacles and that they need help and they know that I'm their coach. And, and then I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I lay it out. And then it's like, uh, and then you start to hear all the excuses. And here's what I know to be true. I'm not saying it's true for you. Here's what I know to be true in my life. So I guarantee you it's probably at least true in a few other lives is that you will find the time and the money for the things that you honestly and genuinely truly want to do. You will find the time and the money for the things that you truly and genuinely want to do.
Not the stuff you pretend you want to do, not the stuff that you visualize that you want to do, not the stuff where you write this dream out of like, oh, it'd be so amazing to it. I'm talking about the stuff that you truly feel called to do. It is in the marrow of your bones. It is in your heartbeat. It is in your mind. You are focused and determined. You will find a way to pay for it and to make time for it. So we got to be looking at the other unnecessary ways we are wasting those precious um, commodities that we have that we can't always get back. Time for sure we can't get back. Money you can get back. But time, it's kind of non-negotiable. It kind of only works one way, except in our mind where we can project into the past and project into the future and be time travelers, right? But in the kind of day-to-day thing, there's only like 24 hours in a day. So how do you want to be spending them? How can you be simplifying? Part of it is stop doing shit that actually doesn't matter. Take a look at your calendar. If you keep saying that, you know, you want to be at your kids' concerts, you don't want to miss their games, you don't want to do this, you don't want to do that, you don't want them to grow up in a way that you did, nobody was at your sports games, blah, 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 blah. Look at your calendar. Are you making time for it? Look at how you're spending your money. Are you saving for the vacation? Are you saving for that business coaching program? Are you saving for fill in the blank, the art classes or the singing lessons or whatever the thing is, right? I'm going to say that quote one more time that I love. The ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. You guys, the necessary, what I would call the divine guidance is trying to come through you. And for me, I know partly it's, it's to write books. It's to go out and speak. It's to do this podcast. And here's the funny thing or interesting thing about the podcast, you guys, right? So those of you who have been with me for a long time, and some of my yoga students have been with me for like 18 years, right? People have been you know, in communication and in contact and uh, having relationship with me um, you know, through yoga and through spiritual mentoring and blah, 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 blah for a long time. And if you can remember, if you actually open the friggin' newsletters, <laughs> the, the weekly newsletters that I send, they used to be these really long story formatted stuff. Okay. What I realized is I don't have the time and the energy to keep writing these really long things when I should be putting my writing energy into my book. So now, and this isn't the only reason why I started a podcast, but now I have this one podcast, okay? I have the podcast, it goes out once weekly. So now when you get my newsletter, my writing is pointing to like, this is kind of what we talked about on the podcast, watch the content, like watch it. Because it's easier for me, it's easier for you guys. And it has to be simplified. I have to find ways to streamline and simplify the content that I put out so that my energy can go into the thing that I feel called most to do, which is the book. And here's the thing, you guys. Um, I'm starting. I'm wicked excited. I'm wicked excited. I haven't told anybody this yet except for a couple of my close friends. Um, And my sweetie, of course. He was the first to know. So I'm wicked excited because... There's a few writers, um, Pam Houston, if you guys don't know who um, Pam Houston is, she wrote, she's written many uh, incredible best-selling books, but one is called uh, Cowboys Are My Weakness, and her latest book is called Deep Creek. So her, another genius writer named Samantha Dunn, and then another killer writer named Joshua Moore, um, they have a program called Draft. 
Um, and, um, and I applied to get in and they only in the second, um, they already had their spring session, but in their winter session, uh, these best selling writers, authors were only accepting like 15 people or something like that. And I wrote, uh, you know, I had to submit 25 pages and I had to like do the whole application process. And I found out a couple of months ago that I got in and it's a two year program that is designed to help me. Well, all of us, the, the, those of us that are in this program, um, to put our heads down and focus and get this first draft of the book complete. So I, uh, I'm really excited <laughs> that, that, I, that I made the leap of faith. It's a long commitment. It's a two-year commitment once you get in. And there's four different retreats that happen over the two years. I have to fly out to the West Coast. And every time I go out there, I have to show up with more pages. So it's very accountability-driven. It's very focused on getting this book done. And I want to use it so that when, um, by the time the fourth retreat comes in 2020, that um, not only is the book done, that it's been already revised. Like I'm hoping to be well into the revision, if not complete the revision process. So I'm serious about this shit. So I'm just letting you guys know, first of all, because I'm really excited to share and I'm not going to lie. I'm proud of myself. I'm really excited that I got in um, because I need to, for me, like I, like the coaching world is like, yeah, great. But writers are my people and I need to be around other writers. I know that's one of the things I truly value. I know it's where I need to spend time, who I need to surround myself with. So I'm so excited that I get to take this two-year journey. But it's also um, showing up in, like I was saying, why I'm not writing these long newsletters and stuff anymore because that writing energy uh, and mojo has to go into the book. And so my prog program is starting this week on June 3rd. I'm wicked excited. Or next week, I should say June 3rd. Um, so you guys, wish me luck. <laughs> wish me luck. Blast me in this book, this memoir. With lots of love, if you don't mind, please, because we're going to need it. <laughs> we're going to need all your love and your, your blessings and your support. That would be great. But I'm really also just proud of myself that I'm putting my money where my mouth is, that I'm making an investment in myself uh, with my time, with my energy, and obviously with, with the money to be into this program, um, and that I'm aligning my life and simplifying in such a way that I'm getting rid of the unnecessary. I'm getting rid of the clutter. I'm getting rid of the distractions, because for the next two years, it's like head down, and I'm going to go to work, right? I'm doing the thing that I've always said that I wanted to do, so not pretending, right? Skin in the game, ass in the chair, getting shit done. And I want to invite you guys into that too. I want you to look at your lives, figure out what you truly value, and then get some systems in place. Get some efficient systems in place. Simplify, simplify, simplify. So with the time and the energy and the love that you have left, it is being poured into the people, the programs, the places, and the projects that mean most to you. And you guys, I would love to hear what some of those are. <laughs> so I sometimes feel like I'm talking at you, especially like today when I'm wicked excited about a thing and I'm like talking really fast. So I apologize for that. Um, but I do want this to be a two-way kind of exchange. So you guys, hit me up with a DM. Send me uh, uh, an email. Go on my website. Hit the contact or connect page. Send me a little note. Let me know. when you After you do the, the net neutral, the net positive, the net negative, um, exercise what you discovered about how you've been spending your time for the past week or month. You can go as far back as you want to and really think about each thing. Literally, 
when I'm eating, when I shower, when I go to the bathroom, when I write, when I go on social media, when I'm in my spiritual practice, my prayer time, hanging out with my kids, walking my dog at work. Like literally think about how you spend all your time and then rate it. Is it a net neutral, a net positive, a net negative? And where can you start to simplify and get rid of the unnecessary? So the necessary, the necessary, the divine, like individual curriculum from your spiritual team can come through loud and clear. Part of being able to hear that, you guys, is doing the damn spiritual practice so your mind gets quiet enough to hear the message. And I would love to hear what you're excited about, where you want to put your time and your energy, what your dreams are, and how you're going to go after them and how you're going to use this. Uh, to move in that direction so that we're not playing anymore. We're not pretending anymore. We're taking our life seriously. So our life will start to take us seriously. And then all miracles that we need to flow will be on their way to us, you guys. And then, then we start to live in the fearless flow more and more and more because we're living in the alignment of the light and the love that we are. And we're taking our roles here uh, seriously. So I'm wicked excited. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you guys are the best. I, I really appreciate you. I know you could be spending time anywhere. So I'm psyched that you're spending some time with me. Oh my God, my nose is so itchy right now. Oh, um, thank you for spending time with me. Um, I see you guys at all the posts, all the things that you guys write about the podcast. Thank you so much. Those of you who've been leaving reviews, thank you so much. It means so much to me. It's one of the ways that I get to spread the love is through this podcast. So um, this is a project that's near and dear to my heart. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Uh, those numbers are going up each week. And it's not about like, it's really about what all the numbers mean to me is it shows me that people are listening. And if the numbers continue to grow, what it shows me is that they're um, at least on some level enjoying the content. And that means so much to me because I really do do this project out of uh, love and appreciation and wanting to give back, um, to give back some valuable content for free. So thanks for uh, tuning in. <laughs> I see you. I celebrate you. I appreciate you. And I love you wherever you go. May you be a blessing. Bye. guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen kenny show <laughs> i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>